0: As you dive into this teaching from High Point Church, we pray that it will help you grow in your faith as you believe in, belong to, and become more like Jesus. If these messages bless you, would you consider giving back in support of this ministry? You can give and learn more about High Point at www.highpoint.church. Well, I want to begin tonight by sharing some brief statistics from a world report and it's entitled the World Happiness Report. And so the World Happiness Report does just as it sounds. It takes happiness and rates each individual country and ranks us. It uses such metrics as economics, it uses business, it uses the environment, education, all kinds of things like this, health and well-being. And so they rank everybody. I check it every year as it comes out this time of year with the hopes that the United States, that we will move up the ranking. So I am happy to report that the happiness report says for 2023 that we have moved from number 16 to number 15. Yes. You seem a lot more happier about that than I. I'd be a lot happier if we just broke into the top 10. Anybody? Come on, let's break in. I mean, really? Who's number one? Anybody from Finland in the house? Yeah, I I thought so. You've been number one for the last seven years. Who's the last? Well, Afghanistan. Afghanistan. For the last six years in a row, they seem to be pulling up the end. Well, our church, if you're new, I want to just welcome you. I want to welcome all of you online. You may not know, but we actually worship in four different languages. We're a multi-ethnic church who worships in Russian and in Espanol. It's actually happening right now on the third floor. There's a big service. Can we praise God for what's happening on the third floor? And... Our brothers and sisters from Korea, we have High Point Korea, and so let's praise God for them too. So I wanted to just see how are they doing in the ranking system, and so Mexico is number 47, Korea is number 57, and sorry to all my Russian friends, they're pulling up at 79, but it's a tough time with them. Said all that to simply say this. How do we move up? How do we move up in the ranking as a country? Well, I would suggest to you that it's not necessarily just about the country, but it's about each and every community. It's about each and every family. It's about each individual. It's about us as a church family that we would experience something to bring us into a greater joy, a greater happiness. What is that thing? That's what I wanna talk to you about today. One word, there's a universal sign. Can you guess what it is? It's peace. It's the peace that is brought, that we're celebrating today. It's peace. And so I wanna talk with you about that peace. And I wanna make sure that we not only experience it to the fullest, but we extend it to the people around us, that God has sovereignly placed you in a circle of influence, in a family, and guess what? He wants you to extend that peace. Hey, if you got a Bible, do this. Open it up to Luke chapter two. If you don't have a Bible, no problem. If you're online, go ahead, and grab one from a cabinet or somewhere around at home. If not, you can do this. You can look at the screen. If you're here with us, you could grab a Bible from a seat nearest you, and you can go ahead and turn to the page number that's on the screen. I want to introduce you to some men a few good men. And these guys not only experienced the peace, but they extended it. They are a testimony of peace. And so they're gonna reveal to us four words. Now the words, warning, it's, they're not in the text, but I think by the end of tonight that you'll see that the concepts are certainly there. What are the words? Four simple words, to experience and extend the peace of Christmas. Available, achievable, accessible, and attractional. Those are the words. Look with me at the scripture. I'm gonna read it to you starting in verse eight. It says, and in the same region there were shepherds. There's our men. I imagine them big. I imagine them bold. I imagine them burly. They're out in the field keeping watch over the flock by night. And then look at verse nine. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign for you. You shall find a baby wrapped in swaddling claws, lying in a manger. And suddenly, there was the angel of a multitude of heaven hosting, uh, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those of whom he is pleased. There it is. There's the peace we're seeking. Verse 15 says, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds, they looked at each other. They said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see the thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste. They found Mary, they found Joseph, and the baby lying in a manger, just like we saw in that video. And when they saw it, they made it known, the saying that had been told to them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth it contains. Thank you for the story that we've gathered in this place tonight to celebrate. The true story of the birth of Jesus. And the fact that Jesus gives us peace. May you empower me. May your Holy Spirit fall. May you work in each of us. I pray for those that have heard this story countless times. Would you inspire them? Would you fill them? I pray for others who maybe have not applied this story to their life or aren't sure what they have in common with these shepherds. Would tonight be a step in the right direction towards faith? If you agree with their prayer, simply say amen. Amen. First word. Repeat after me. Available. It's available. I mean, it's available to everyone in need. It's available to everyone who ever walked the face of the earth. It's available. This piece of Christmas is available to all. Hey, let's jump into the story, man. I love this one. Look at what it says in verse eight. We got the shepherds. It says, where are they? They're in the field. What are they doing? They're working because that's what they do. Hey, this was the blue collar men of the day. These are the guys, man, they didn't punch a clock because the clock wasn't punched at the end of the day. It was morning, noon, and night. They were 24 7. They were watching the sheep. They were protecting the sheep. They were feeding the sheep. Man, they had a full time gig. And God revealed Himself to them. Let me draw your attention to one interesting fact they were just doing what they normally do, they weren't in church. They didn't get all dressed up like some of you and come to a Christmas Eve service, they didn't. But God revealed himself to them in the midst of the normal. God uses sometimes the normal to reveal the abnormal, the natural to reveal the supernatural. He met them in a moment with divine revelation, divine inspiration, and it changed them. But what happened? Well, an angel came. An angel came, and they said, fear not, and they must have been afraid. They were taken back, and their knees were knocking. But I got a picture of the angels. Let me go ahead and put it on the screen. These are the (laughs) angels. Wait a minute. That's not the right picture. That's, like, from the 90s or something. It's this one. Here it is. That's got to be him. And yes, I don't have a picture. I don't have a picture of the angels because I don't know exactly what they look like. But you know what? It isn't what they looked like that was important. It's what they said. It's not about, let's not get focused on what they looked like or what happened or how they came down, but what they said that talks to us today. And so what did they say? Well, I love it because it reveals so much. They said, I bring you good news. What was the good news? The good news was that the God of peace had come in the form of a baby in a manger Great joy. That's what peace brings. Hey, can I reveal this statistic to you today that 88% of the people feel like this time of year is the most stressful time of year? 88%. Hey, over 40% of the people feel like they're agitated this time of year. That's this whole section here. Just agitated. Well, the peace, the good news is that peace has come the peace, the good news, is that it brings and fills us with joy, a supernatural delight in God, in his purposes, in his plans, in his present. But then look what it says next. And this is the part I want to really emphasize. It doesn't say for a few people. It doesn't say for only this section. It, it says for all. No matter what you look like, no matter where you came from, no matter what your background is, no matter if you're religious, no matter if you're non-religious, no matter what you've done, no matter what you will do, this peace has come for all. Let that sink in for a moment. Each one of us can experience this peace to the full. This peace that comes. Hey, what kind of peace? So thankful that you yelled that out. (laughs) Let me try to answer that because it's really important that we get on the same page. I'm walking around the bullseye. What peace are we talking about? Well, there's three types of peace in the Bible. And I think it's really important for us to understand biblical peace. And so the first kind of peace in the scriptures that we see, we see it over and over in many of the greetings from the writers of the New Testament. And it's the word shalom. And it's peace from God. You can see it on the screen in Romans chapter one. That's a greeting. And it's the general state of well-being that God wants to bring to your life. But the second, the second kind of peace is the one that we all crave and desire. It's peace of God. This is the calm assurance that God knows what's best. This is the calm assurance that despite this out of control world, God is in control. Did you hear me? He's in control. He's in control of these things. He wants to reside and give. be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and you tell me, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. That means we have no capacity to grasp it. It can calm you in the midst of your fears. It will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to the person who's just lost someone. Let the peace of Christ calm you. To the person who's going through a great difficulty in a relationship, let the peace of Christ calm you. To a person who's having a difficult experience with a family member, a friend that lost a job, that's just going after it too much, man. It's just too much pressure this time of year. Let the peace of God comfort you that surpasses all understanding. But this is the catch can't have peace of God, can't have peace from God without the peace with God. And so that's the peace. And the peace with God, that is being in a right relationship with him. That what? That you are in a right relationship with him. And that's what the scripture says in Romans chapter five. Therefore, since we've been justified by faith, not works, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what Christmas is about. Christmas is about a gift of peace. Peace from God, peace of God, peace with God. That he wants to, he wants to give rest to our restless souls. That's his desire. That's what Christmas is all about. That's why I love this time of year. Next word, what is it? Achievable. It's achievable. Hey, next catch, only in Christ. Hey, you can't get this any other way. It's only achievable in him. It's only achievable through the baby in a manger, the baby that became a boy, the boy that became a man, The man that our minds can't comprehend is 100% God, 100% human. The man that was sinless and perfect. The man who died a death he didn't deserve. The man who the Bible says that he was beaten beyond recognition. The man who the scripture says became sin on our behalf. The man who rose from the grave and is seated at the right hand with God. The man Hey, if that's not enough, who's making intercession for you and I right now? That's Jesus. That's what's achievable. He wants you to experience the fullness of of his peace. And for some, we know the message, but we're not experiencing it to the full. And God, that's my prayer for myself. That's my prayer for my family. That's my prayer for you, is that we would experience the fullness of God's peace. Let's look at what the angel said. Because I mean, this is where the theology now, the theological insights that are revealed by this angel, it's mind boggling. It could be studied for a long, long time. Let me try to do it justice. It says in verse 11, for unto you is born this day. That answers the question, when? He says this next. The city of David. That answers the question, where? And then he says, a savior. That answers the question, what? And then he says, Christ the Lord, which gives us the answer to the why. It's like we can't understand the what, the where, the, the until we get the Why? And so let me try to slow down, if you'd allow me, and kind of explain each one of those things. He says this, that that for unto you is born this day. That's answering the question of when this happened. Hey, this isn't a fairy tale. This isn't some kind of, you know, once upon a time. This happened in a day of history. And it's recorded for us in Luke chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Caesar Augustus, he was the emperor. It says in verse 2, they give you the name of the governor of Syria. Man, don't make the mistake. This is a true story, and it happened at a point in history. This is no fable. But where? The Bible answers where? Hey, it didn't happen in Bedrock with the Flintstones. Are you hearing me? It didn't happen in the Twilight Zone. Thank you for the audience participation. No, it didn't happen any of those things. It happened where? It happened in the city of David. It happened in Bethlehem. It happened in a place, quite frankly, right now that is in unrest. It happened in a place that needs peace. But I'm not giving you world peace today. I wish I could. I wish it would come. It will one day. But the peace that God came was to give in our hearts. And so this is a real place, this city. You could travel there today that what, it's 6,185 miles away from where we're standing right now. Like, this is a place. And the what? It's a savior. Maybe I could say who. And savior is the long-anticipated deliverer of Israel. This is the chosen one. This is the one they were waiting for. This is the one that was prophesied for hundreds of years. And he was being born on that day. A lot of times, people ask me, they say, you know, you Christians, you're always talking about getting saved. Gotta get saved, gotta get saved, gotta get saved. saved." Like what's with you guys, gotta get saved. And then honestly, I've had the conversation over coffee with some friends and some people that I've just met. Saved from what? And they honestly don't know what are we to be saved from? What are we to be saved for? Well, the angel told Joseph, In Matthew chapter two, he revealed himself to Joseph, Jesus' earthly dad, and he said, you shall call his name Jesus and you shall save, he will save his people from their their sin, from their shortcoming, from their rebellion, from their disobedience, from their failures, from their mistakes, to give us a second chance. Hey, I believe that what? That this is a divine do-over for these shepherds. That's why I love them. They needed a do-over, just like you and me. And that's why the Savior came. But why? And this is the crux of the matter. And I hope you get this. It took me a long time to figure it out. It said, Christ the Lord. Christ means anointed one. That's who Jesus is. This man was anointed by God. And then Lord means master and leader. And what a master and leader is, is one that we follow. And so we have fallen short. And so we need some help. Anyone need a little help? Give me a hand raise. We need a leader, we need a Lord. And the Bible calls Jesus, he calls us his friend. I mean, that's the one that wants to lead us. So who is this Jesus? Well, he's a savior. And he's Christ the Lord. And so I want us to do something a little different. I grew up going to church at a midnight mass. Anybody been there? And we used to read some scripture. So let's stand together. Let's read some scripture. Stand if you're able to. um, And then let's read this together. I want to put Colossians chapter one on the screen. And what Colossians does is it gives us a picture of who Jesus is. Who this baby grew up to be. It gives us the reasons why we're worshiping him right now. And so let's read it together. Read with me. Let's start now. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him Of his cross, Let's leave that up for a moment. Do you see the part that's in yellow? He wants to give us peace, peace with God. And notice the word that's used, that Jesus might be preeminent in our lives, that he would take first place, that he would be master, that he would be Lord, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Can we celebrate the birth of our Savior and his goodness and grace? <laughs> And praise God for the peace that we can experience and extend. You may be seated. Two more words. Simple message tonight on a really great evening where we can reflect. And I think this is probably the most important word, accessible. Because he is accessible. But he's accessible by faith, not works. And so it's not anything that we can do to earn favor with God, to earn this peace. Hey, it's been won at the cross. It's not what we do, D-O, it's what's been done, D-O-N-E. Jesus did it. For it is by grace you've been saved, through faith, not as a result of works. That means there's nothing you can do to try to get what I'm trying to give you tonight. This peace can't be earned, can't be manufactured, can't be delivered by Amazon. That's the only thing they don't deliver. (laughs) This peace, this peace with God. And so look with me at what the scripture says because I love what we see next about these shepherds. And if you could get into their mind for a moment and so they see this vision of an angel and so they're not sure what's up. And so what do they do? Well, it says in verse 15, they look at each other and they're just like, hey, let's go. Let's go to Bethlehem. Hey, what are we waiting for? And then I love the text, old school English, verse 16, and they went with haste. Hey, let me explain that to you if you don't know what it means to go with haste. It means do not pass go, do not collect $200. It means they booked, man. It means they didn't wait. It means they took it on the hop. It means they were there in a flash. It means they didn't do anything else. Hey, what didn't they do? Well, they didn't call and ask someone for permission. They didn't call up the rabbi. They didn't call up the priest. They didn't call up their life coach or their mentor and say, hey, what do you think about this? I'm thinking about this, and what do you think? No, they didn't do that at all. Hey, They didn't even do this. They didn't ask one question. I mean, these guys are shepherds, man. I mean, these guys don't have theological degrees. I mean, these guys, what? They're working hard, man. Their fingernails are dirty. I mean, these guys are, their skin is, it's burned. I mean, these guys, they didn't ask any questions. They didn't say, like we say, well, I don't know, is the Bible really true? Hey, but, but you know what? Before we go over to Bethlehem to see the savior of the world, the Messiah and the king, hey, what about the problem of evil? There's a lot of people around it that are really bad. How could God do that? Why doesn't God do something about the problem of evil? No, they didn't say it because they understood what we need to understand, that there is evil in this world because God has given us choice And so we can all choose what we want to do. And see, the issue is this, that we think we're better than people when we compare each other to others. We compare ourselves, and that makes us look good. But these shepherds weren't comparing themselves to each other. These shepherds weren't comparing themselves to anyone. Just like we shouldn't compare ourselves to anyone other than the risen Christ. And when you look at the perfect person who never sinned, then you recognize your need, amen? Amen. You kind of sense something different. And you know what these shepherds didn't do? I love this last one. They didn't clean up first. They didn't go home and shower and shave, although I bet they needed to. (laughs) They didn't do it, why? Catch this for a moment. Listen closely to what I'm gonna tell you. They came as they were because Jesus accepts us as we are. They came as they were, man, with all their mistakes and all their burdens and all their difficulties and all their disappointments and all their problems. And they just said, forget it. And they came as they were because Jesus accepts us as we are. That's the gospel. That's the peace that he desires to give to each and every person. And once we experience it, God extended it. Got to extend the peace. So I got a gift here, because it's Christmas Eve. And so I got a gift because I like to give gifts. And so I like to give a gift to someone here tonight. Not sure who I'm gonna give the gift to. I like to give gifts, my family can attest to this. Um, And our Christmases, I like to give a big family gift. So I buy everybody the same thing. So one year I did this, I bought Crocs for everyone. And so this is before Crocs were big. I think I had something to do with it because I got a big family. And so I picked out, you know, some ones that were camouflage for the son-in-law. I picked up some that were, you know, like fuzzy and, and, and pink for the daughters. And I, I picked it up and then I got the gibbets. You know what those are? Those, are, yes, you do. Those are the little things you put on. And and I picked out, you know, for the basketball player, I put a basketball on. For the hockey player from Alaska, I put a little hockey stick on there. For Jody, well, let's not get into that. But then I put on it, I put our family logo. My last name, if you don't know, is Zapia. People called me Zap until I was 38 years old. They didn't know I had a first name. And so it was just Zap. And so we called our kids Zap, Zap One. No, I'm Zap One. Zap three, zap this, zap this, zap, you know. And, and so, so I gave the little, um, what do you call it, the little uh, lightning. lightning bolt. And so they wear it on their feet. And so I like to give gifts. This year I bought everybody, ooh, hold on, I don't want to say it, they're here. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it, but I have a gift. And so I'm not sure who I'm going to give this gift to, but I'm thinking... This is what's funny is people stop making eye contact with me right now. They're like, I don't want any part of this, but I'm seeing that, no, you have everything. So I'm not going to give you this gift. Hold on. Let's just see what we, oh, let's see here. Which one of you two? Why don't you stand with me and let me give you this gift? And so what's your first name? Gabby. Gabby. It's so nice to meet you. My name's Ron. It's great. You enjoying the service so far? Okay. Would you take this gift? You will? Okay, great. So go ahead and take it. And I want you to open it right now. Yeah, take the bow off. Gabby, right? We don't have a lot of time. Can you just hurry it up, please? <laughs> Gabby, do it like you're going to do tomorrow morning. Come on, just rip that thing off. Throw the paper on the ground. This guy will clean it up. No, no, just, just rip it open. Yeah, you got to open it. It's take, that's, oh, look at this. Now she's, she's going now. She's going now. Okay, good. I got a box in here. And so look at this, so so just let's open that box together and just see what I gave you, just pull this out. Yeah, just we don't need this, just throw this away, that's all. So I got her a box of peace, and so I have this nice ornament that, I don't know, maybe your mom will like that, I know you don't. Um, It's filled with all kinds of peace things. I know you're gonna like this, can we just show you this right here? And so you know what's good about this is, look at this, because I wanna show you, no expenses would I withhold from you for the gift of peace. And so this is the gift of peace. There's many other things in that. Let's give Gabby a hand for participating today. You know, there's more in that illustration than we recognize. Because just as Gabby had to accept the gift, we have to accept the gift of peace. And we accept the gift when we believe that God has sent his son to give us peace. And just like she unwrapped it, and she did a good job, man. Wait till tomorrow. She's going to be open a lot of things. But just as she unwrapped it, it's like we have to believe. And we have to believe that what? That God sent his son, the gift of peace, for each and every one of us. And so just like she unwrapped it, we need to unwrap it. We need to believe. I love this definition of belief, this definition of faith. Faith is believing the word of God and acting upon it, no matter how I feel, because God promises a good result. And faith, it's not only that I have to accept the gift and I have to unwrap it. I've got to open it up and I've got to take the gift. And that's really what we do when we confess that Jesus is the Prince of Peace, is he not? He is the Prince of Peace. And so I just got to tell you this, a silly illustration on a Christmas Eve, I can't tell you the number of gifts that I cycled through and that I opened and the number of times in the family gatherings and the dinners and all this. And I went through a lot of Christmas Eves. My wife Jody went through a lot of Christmas Eves. And we didn't experience the peace that I'm talking about tonight. We never experienced it for ourselves because we didn't open it up. And so my heart's desire is you to experience the peace by opening the gift and enjoying it to the fullest. The scripture says, John chapter one, verse 12, for as many as received him, think of the gift, and believed in his name, opened it up, to them he gives the gift. To them, he gives the gift of a being a child of God. And as children of God, we experience his peace. I'm gonna call the worship team back up and we have a tradition as we close the service, but let me first go over the last word that I wanna give you tonight. And it's attractional. And I believe this peace is attractional to a lost world. I believe this peace is attractional to people who are far from God. I believe this peace is attractional to those who want peace. Why? Because we all need a do-over. We need a divine do-over. And this peace gives it to us. Hey, I love the shepherd's response. I mean, look with me at verse 20. It says they returned and they glorified God. And they praised God for all that they heard and all that they had seen and all that had been told to them. Can you imagine? They saw Jesus and they left and told others about him. Do you think they ever forgot that day? No, they didn't. Hey, you're gonna get up to heaven and you're gonna be, oh, you must be a shepherd. And they're gonna go, yeah, I was. Let me just sit down and tell you about that day. You're gonna be like, I heard about it, I did. They never stopped talking about it because they had received the peace and they wanted to see others get the peace. And so that's our heart's desire. Hey, we have a tradition here and we sing a song at the end, Silent Night. And so I'm just gonna ask you to stand right now and take your candle. And what we do as we close the service, we've been doing it for every year since we've been here, is we light the candle. And just so that we all understand, the light is a representation of Jesus because Jesus is the light of the world. But can I remind you tonight that that's the light that gives us peace, peace with God, peace from God, and the peace of God, it comes from the light. And then what we do as we sing Silent Night is... it's a a touching time, it's a reflective time, it's a time for families, it's a time for each of us. But then we light each other's candles. And so that's a picture of the peace that we wanna share with each and every person in our immediate family. People that we don't know that are next to us. So it's just a picture of this peace. And so tonight, before we do it, before we sing, are you almost ready? I wanna give you a chance to respond to this message. And it would be, I'm not going to ask you to do anything but just stand in your seat, at your seat. I'm not going to ask you to do anything but to reflect upon that light. Would you please bow your heads with me? And it would be remiss of me to not give you an opportunity to respond. Because there's been one too many Christmases that slip by me. And I, I didn't have this light. I didn't know this peace firsthand. And so I believe that there's only two kinds of people here in the room and watching online. And so with heads bowed and eyes closed, there's only two kinds of people. Let me cut to the chase. I hope you can appreciate that about me. There's people who have the peace. There's people who don't have the peace. Hey, you might have it and you might say, I need more of it, but you got it. And it's right there. And it's in your hand. The peace, it's in your heart. So let me talk to those who have it. Maybe you need more in it. I can certainly identify with that. But can you stop for a moment and think about the time, the exact moment where you accepted the peace of Christ and you admitted that you are a sinner and you believe that Jesus is who he said he is. And maybe it was a period for you. But just think about that time and that decision that you made by faith and begin to pray for people right now in the room and at home that need to make the same decision as you. Would you do that? If you have the peace, bow your heads now and just pray that others would experience it to the fullest. And maybe you're like me. And I can remember being in services like this. Oh, it wasn't exactly like this, a little bit more traditional. But I, I had no idea of what this peace was. And if somebody asked me point blank, Do you got it? I'd say no, because my life was out of control, it was a mess. And I wouldn't admit it to anyone and maybe you won't admit it, but I'm telling you, if you are unsure of whether or not you have peace with God, you can have it today. And all it requires is a decision by faith to embrace the light, to grab hold of the peace. And so I want to just, I want to just ask us all to call out in prayer because I want you to grab hold of the peace. And I'm I believe that God is going to do something in a heart where eternity could be changed right now. If you don't have confidence, if you don't know where you would be if your life ended today, you can. Because today is the day of salvation. And so with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, please pray this from your heart. Repeat after me. I admit I need peace. I believe... Jesus is our peace. I confess Jesus as the Prince of Peace. Just think to yourself now. And Father, I just call out to you now and I pray for each person, those who have experienced it, that they would experience more. Those who need to experience it right now, that they would make the choice to embrace the peace that's made available through the cross that was only made available in a manger that God took on human flesh and he came to this world and he bore the sin of each of us so that we could have peace and we confess to you now that we love you and we look to you. And would you help us to bear the peace, to share the peace with those around us, I pray in Jesus' name. If you agree with that prayer, say amen.